Hey there! Thank you for tuning in to Trans Planar RPG! We are an all-transgender, people-of-color-led, 100% homebrew, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition livestreamed actual play campaign set in an original, non-colonial, anti-orientalist world. I am your Game Master, Connie, my pronouns are they, he, and she, and this is my cast. My name is C, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Okahaye, an Asamar blood hunter slash monster hunting expert. I'm Erica, and I play V Nocturzo, your lovable elf sorcerer slash charlatan with draconic ancestry. My name is Lyra, and I use they-she pronouns. I play Manaya Wairua, a half-orc fighter with a sailing background. I'm Max, my pronouns are they-them, and I play Dewey Quirk, an Aarakoko artificer and researcher on the run from his former employers at the Ohanahi Research Laboratory. You can support Transplaner RPG by pledging to our Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res assets, and much, much more. As a heads up, this podcast contains sound effects that might be jarring to some audiences. We do not utilize jump scares, but if you're sonically sensitive, please be aware. You can also support us by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps immensely with getting new listeners to find us. So, with that out of the way, here are the content warnings for this episode. Content warnings for this episode include memory loss, interpersonal conflict, relationship drama, romance, flirting, and kissing. Arc 2, Episode 9 The Memories That Died From Yesterday I Was the Moon by Noor Unahar The aftermath of violence is always sobering. Crumbled buildings, blood-soaked dirt, little fires everywhere. The dock workers of green open water stand dumb by the river, backlit by the dying light. The outsiders from the Uhanahi Research Laboratory approach, mouths brimming with platitudes that fall on empty ears. Tiger, the dock master of the South Shore, steps forward, her fingers trembling over the brim of a straw hat. She stares at the shattered remains of her home with all its empty houses that have never been lived in, and begins to cry. She doesn't remember the friends this monster has killed, but her heart does. The heart never forgets. The soul, however, is another question entirely. Oka. You kneel on the wooden bridge that connects the south shore with the north shore. Your body is racked with pain. Whatever dark force was animating the hydroflare has clawed its way into your soul, and the shred of Vinash has torn it asunder. But a part of it remains within you, like an echo of a parasite that won't let go. The final finger of light unfurls. Soon, green open water will be plunged into darkness. Manaya, Dewey, and V. The three of you catch up to Oka heaving on the bridge. The soul bag is strewn to the side, twitching roughly the size of a person. What do the four of you do? Manaya, angrily, fuming strides forward to Oka, 
not really paying attention to the state that they're in, seeing that they've apparently done something to this soul sack and the severed head, picks them up by the scruff of their armor and forcefully slaps them across the face. Oka, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Oka is like a fucking ragdoll and they like shudder underneath Manaya's hand, almost like jolted back into their body. They're like twitching. They just hang there limply looking up at the sky. I'm so sorry. I'm so, I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't care about your apologies. I need you to do better. This is wrong. This isn't right. It doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense. I'm so sorry. I can't, I can't figure it out. I don't know what it is. Manaya throws them to the ground and says, and yells, of course there's something wrong. The stars are gone. There's horrific fucking monsters attacking every village we come to. And what do you do? You run off and hurt yourself again. Everyone bleeds, but this is wrong. I wasn't even trying. I didn't know about this. This, they like drag themselves up to standing. Manaya walks uncomfortably close, looks down at them intimidating and says, speak clearly drow. Did you forget when I was falling down and you caught me and then you didn't stand back up? Everyone makes bad decisions for their friends. Consider this a debt repaid. I'm sorry. Your parents are at the bottom of the raven's eye and that thing is dead now. It can't tell us anything else. Manaya pushes Oka aside and heads for the North Shore. He's been watching and apprehensive to get ready to try to step in. And when Manaya begins to walk away, V says, Manaya, I understand you're upset. This is not, we have to stay together. We have to work together, not. Shut up. I don't need your sultry words, you manipulative bitch. I need to find my parents. I'm taking that boat, and I'm going to find them. You're going to go alone? Wordlessly, she continues to walk. V's gonna take a deep breath and look at her friends, uh, Oka and Dewey, and sort of like, well, are we going? Oka looks fucking ragged as hell. Oka just kind of, like, puts one hand on V's shoulder and is, like, shakes their head uh, and then goes and leans their back against the railing, uh, like like holding their head in their hands. Dewey, how are you responding? Dewey's finally dragged himself up because he's still at one hit point. He hesitates when he sees what's going on on the bridge, and he watches Manaya walk off, and you can see, like, the gears turning in his head. He's going to cross the bridge, but as far away from Oka and the soul sack as possible. Um, just, like, on the other railing. He's going to go after Manaya and look at Oka with, like, an air of extreme distrust. So Dewey, as you go after Manaya, giving the soul bag a wide berth, it sort of twitches in the dying light, uh, almost like it's reacting to you, you passing by it. Oka and V, the two of you remain behind. What did the two of you do? V's looking at Oka. Are you going to be okay? No. No. None of us are going to be okay. Oka kind of like looks up 
V, we dream about dying every single night. A dream is a dream. Reality is what we make of it. When I was growing up, I learned that dreams are just as much of a reality as we hope. They're not. I'm going to be fine. But that, and Oka like gestures at the bag, that is an empty monster, right? If you say so, you're the monster hunter here. And I say it is. Tell me something. How would an empty monster, which arrived in Andake on Adolin, be able to kill or trap Manaya's parents seven years ago? How would it get a URL tag attached to it? There's something wrong here. I don't know what it is. The magic that we've been dealing with has been here. Obviously, as the good doctor said that something's been happening and it's getting closer together. I don't think that this is the first time this magic may have produced such things, but obviously something is happening. I hate to interrupt your little party. The voice comes from behind you, and you see Mr. Kim with his uh, hat sort of drawn low over his eyes. He's got both hands sort of in, in the pockets of his pants. He strides up, his short sword strapped to his waist, that long sword glimmering on his back, and he raises a stubbled chin. I'm here on behalf of the eggheads who employ me. They have a keen interest in that sack of flesh. Uh, and he jerks his chin toward the soul bag. Now, if you don't mind, I can relieve you of that burden. You owe me 150 gold pieces. Done. And you don't get the bag. V, where's Rev? I don't know if we can let them out, but I don't think they could stay in that. I don't know what'll happen if we let them out. I know what'll happen if you let them out. They'll go nowhere, and they'll die. A fate worse than death, actually. They'll disappear. They'll dissipate into nothingness. Oh, thank you so much for your contribution. I didn't fucking ask. You're what welcome. about the undeath? Will they still die here? See, that's an interesting question. They shouldn't have been able to die here, which is why my employers are full of more questions that they would love to ask your party. Either way, though, if you do entrust that soul bag to us, they're interested in taking it back to the lab where it can be uh, safely stowed away until all of this is sorted out. It goes nowhere until I get an opinion from Rev. Uh, speaking of the devil, Rev sort of draws up behind Mr. Kim. Uh, it appears that she may be lingered behind to help, like, assess the broken, blasted houses. She's got, like, is holding a hammer, like, in one hand as she's, as she's striding up. Um, and her hood is still pulled over her head. She strides past Mr. Kim. It goes right for you, V. V. Look, I, I just, I wanted to catch up to you again, and um, I figured maybe you wanted to talk to your friends, but I, can we have a word? Oka, how, how are you? Fine. What happens to the soul bag? What happens to the souls that die here? What do you know? Can we let them out? Will they just go nowhere? even with the profane undeath. As far as I know, the profane undeath only affects those who are, well, still alive. If you were to stab me through the heart, Oka, my soul would be trapped in my dead body. It would still have a, a host, a vessel to cling to, right? 
But these souls, they don't... I don't know where any of their bodies are. Presumably that thing ate them, right? So they wouldn't have any hosts, any any anchors tying them here to the now. So I don't think the undeath would affect them. I think they would, like every other creature outside of the court, their souls would simply vanish. Like they were never here to begin with. See what I tell you. Who are you? I'm just a friend here to uh, make a deal with the four of you, or rather the three of you, I suppose. Not sure where your fine, feathered friend and that tall woman went off to. Not that it matters. You have what I want. My employers are willing to pay a hefty price to retrieve that soul bag from you. Or perhaps we could do you a favor in return. I overheard something about going to the Raven's Eye. You need a seaworthy vessel to get there. And we have one right here. Last time I checked, your ship was halfway sunk and broken, which is why you were here in the first place. We have been assured that it can be repaired by the end of the week. I hear your deal. We'll think about it and get back to you later. Fine. But the deal has an expiration date. I'm also here to, uh, I hope you understand, be a muscle of some sort. You have a day. And with that, Mr. Kim turns and begins to return to uh, the South Shore. V's going to reach down and pick up the bag. And like, uh, As soon as V goes for it, Oka like stands up and is like, don't touch that. Don't touch that. V drops back. Don't touch that. We're just, we can't just leave it in the middle of bridge. I'll take it. Just don't. Don't touch all, it. All right. I just need a minute. You can... You can talk about whatever you needed to talk about. He turns to Rev and gestures towards another area. If you would like to talk. It's it's getting dark. No matter what, we should try to find shelter. Uh, but I just wanted to have a word with you first, V. Things feel off, strange, weird between us. I, You haven't quite been the same since... After Manaya slew the monster, something on your mind? It's more like I can't place something in my mind. It's strange. I'm feeling like whenever I look at you, I've. And V's like blushing now. Um, okay. I just, <laughs> okay. But I, I don't know why I'm. I feel the way I do right now. I. It's foggy in my mind. I don't know. I just. I don't know. I, when I saw you after the fight, I it was like it was like a piece of music, and I I was trying to remember the name of, but I just couldn't quite do it. Oh, oh, Rev's face changes in a way that I'm not sure you've seen before. If you would like, you can roll insight, see if you can decipher. Yeah, that's a six. That's a six. She's about to do something. As Rev leans in. V, we cut now to Manaya and Dewey. So Manaya, you have stalked off into the darkness, into the North Shore. You can smell remnants of burning wood from that fire that V had unintentionally cast earlier in the day, though it feels like half a lifetime ago. And you can hear the pitter-patter of taloned feet uh, following you from only a few feet behind Dewey as he catches up to you. Dewey, Manaya, what did the two of you say to each other? Bird, if you're going to follow me, make yourself useful. I need a torch. I lit a torch. And I think we walked for a couple minutes before Dewey speaks up. That was 
He was irresponsible of Oka, uh, but I mean, we're we're trying to get to the same thing. You don't you don't have to hit them. I know that they made that decision out of. I know that they were trying to, at the very least, figure some of this out. You saw the tag on the things here. I don't know if their decisions from now on are going to be quite as well intentioned. You have to know that they did that, trying to help us, trying to help you. Manaya is wordless for an uncomfortable amount of time. You see her shoulders rise and fall of, uh, in a deep breath before she says, What have I done? I mean, I get it. I mean, I don't get it, but I... No, I wouldn't imagine you have undead parents at the bottom of the ocean. I mean, you got me there. I mean, we all have people, people lost to us like that. Not like that, but... Should have realized that earlier. I can't go back to them. Not after that. Manaya keeps walking towards Mosscrawler. As you make your way over to the canoe, let's flash back to the uh, Rev is moving in. Uh, her face is suddenly getting very large uh, next to yours. Uh, and it, you know, you maybe like a feeling comes over you, like you know what's about to happen, uh, V, in this moment. So I'm going to ask you, do you reject the kiss? Or do you accept it? V is going to tighten up and like retract a little bit, but like if something if if Rev continues, V's gonna allow it. Right, it's, but you you V's, feel awkward, right? Like is what's yeah, what's the it's <laughs> very unexpected. V is just like stiff as a cardboard. Like what is going on right now? Uh-huh, what uh-huh. is this? Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Uh, Rev pauses like an inch away from your from your mouth uh and you can see her like her like golden eyes are like kind of like hooded a little bit and you smell like just like a whiff of blood and ash is kind of what she smells like um and like wood like a wood fire burning um and then she pauses and just goes uh ah i'm she clears her throat and leans away quickly says i'm i'm sorry i i i misread I misunderstood. Uh, 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 oh. uh, I'll, um, I'll see you in the. Uh, there's a cabin, cabin by inside the. There's the bed. I mean the cabin. Uh, I'll. Uh, uh, and she she turns around and begins to walk away from you very rapidly toward a cabin. Wait, we <laughs> <laughs> like runs after. Um, oh shucks, let's just. <laughs> I'm sorry, and just like uh, V goes in for a kiss if Rev will allow it. Yeah, okay. As you, as you go in, how how are you? Paint me a picture here. V's gonna like run up and just like put a hand on her shoulder. Um, not not trying to whip Rev around, but hopefully like Rev will turn around and just take a deep breath and just like I haven't done this for a long time. <laughs> just go. <laughs> Okay, uh, Rev lets it happen. Uh, you, you lean up to her and you kiss. Uh, and it's it's awkward, right? It's sudden, but it's not unpleasant. Uh, and when you break apart, Rev is just sort of standing there looking down at you. You see like the closest thing to like a, a slightly flushed expression come across her face. And she just goes, uh, uh, okay. I guess this is a thing now. V is blushing very hard. Um, this is very unexpected. It was not 
This was very unexpected. Really? You, I mean, not to sound like I'm too full of myself, V, but I haven't not noticed the way you've been looking at me, you know, since, since we made the deal. Deal? The, the deal? What? What the, deal? The pact we made to each other after you showed me... Ah. Uh, and you see her expression, like, close up a little bit. Oh. <clears throat> she, she takes a step away from you uh, and says, B, I... <laughs> I'm not just something you can have when it's convenient or when you want to. I Could I go inside your mind and just see what you... I'm just not remembering anything. I'm... Uh, at that, at that, her expression changes again. She looks confused. Oh. Oh. <sighs> of course, the monster. I, uh... Well, this is awkward. Um, hmm. How do I put this? So a couple days ago, I kissed you, and we'll oh. we, we'll cut we'll cut uh <laughs> we'll cut we'll cut to Oka at this point. Uh, Oka, by yourself on the bridge with the bag. What do you do? How far away did V and Rev move? Just a quick question. <laughs> um, I think they try to move off somewhere private where they couldn't be heard, but their silhouettes can be seen. Let's say under the shadow of a willow tree. Yeah, I think Oka's like looks. And then looks looks down, you know, like they have accidentally just seen something private, maybe. Uh, and they are going to get out the scrying bowl and fill it. Okay, you fill it with blood for Dr. Eluso. Yeah, just straight up, like, on the bridge. They haven't moved. <laughs> they are just filling it right up, right there. Okay, sounds good to me. Uh, as you fill it up with blood, you you cut into your palm, um, and you, like the blood dribbles into the bowl and fills it up all the way. But you you hardly even feel like the pain as you as you cut into your hand. The bowl swirls and swirls and swirls, and then the surface of your blood ripples, almost like it's turning into a mirror. And you see, as you have seen for the past couple of nights, Doctor Aluso's study. Uh, and you see Dr. Luso there in front of the mirror. They are sitting at what appears to be like a desk or something. They're they're writing like they always are, like doing research or something. Um, and as soon as like their their face like solidifies on the surface of the blood, they glance up and they see you looking down. Oh no, I'm doing the thing where it's where it's been pulled up. No more of that down shit. Okay, you're FaceTiming them, like holding the holding the bowl up uh, uh, parallel to your face. Okay, sounds good. Using your magic to keep the blood intact. Uh, they look they look directly at you and they say, uh, Oka, this is a little early. Is everything okay? I don't think so, Doc. Where's Manaya, V, Dewey? Where's the rest? They're fine. They're fine. I didn't mean to scare you. I'm sorry. Um, they're fine. I don't know if I'm fine yet. Oh, are you outdoors? It's getting late, Oka. It, it, it'll be dangerous unless you get inside. It's it's fine. Doc, we killed the big beastie that was here. I don't think anything else would encroach on its territory. Not so soon. Beast? Oka, what's going on? Well, we got to green open water. There's an empty beast here. Uh, somewhere between a... Mind Flayer and a Hydra. Definitely 
an empty beast and the URL is also here and it knew where Manaya's parents were and we attacked it but it had a <laughs> it had a tag doctor from the URL and it wasn't a monster it was an empty monster so how how would it have gotten here how would it have known where Manaya's parents were if it just got here and I think Oka is just like yelling at the bull kind of incomprehensibly you know and they're like and I I tried to talk to it and you know how we were you know uh how we were discussing the thing that's going on with my soul and you said that we would have that conversation later and that I should take care of it and I've been taking care of it I've been trying to take care of it um and Vinash has been in you know it's weird to keep that stone at the bottom of your stomach and it's 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 heavy so I've been thinking about it more and it 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 it, it jumped in the hydra flare jumped in there's a pause uh, as Dr. Luso takes this all in. You see, like, their quill is, like, stilled in their hand. And they go, Oka, are you okay? <laughs> um, Jerry's still out on that, Doc. I, 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 I think so. It doesn't hurt now. It hurt a lot. I, th- I think, I think Vinash ate it. What? What do you mean, Vinash ate it? I don't know. It's confusing to me, too. I just, it, 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 it felt like... Vinash ate it. Hey, Oka, Oka, deep breath. You're gonna be okay. A- am I? Yes, yes, Oka, I promise. I. Gods, I wish I was there with you right now, right here. I. Listen, you have your friends with you, and as soon as you come back here, I will do everything I can to fix you. If you still need fixing, I. I shouldn't have sent you to the court. I shouldn't have sent any of you to the court. This is too dangerous. No, 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 no. We can do this. We can do this. I can, I can, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Okay, this isn't the first fucking time. Oka, it's okay not to be fine. Fuck. Okay. Oka, I, I care about the mission, of course, but more than that, I care about you all. Manaya, Dewey, V, and you. I care about you. I care about how you're doing. And at the end of the day, that's what's most important here. So just say the word, Oka, and I'll... I'll show up. If you need me. Okay. I think... I think... I'm okay. I'm a monster hunter, Doc. I tried something maybe I shouldn't have tried, thinking that those lessons when I was a kid was going to pay off. We took care of the Hydra Flare, and now at least we know where Manaya's parents are. We're, we're, we're figuring it out. We're going to make you proud, I, I, I swear it. We will. You don't have to try to make me proud, Oka. You already make me proud. Just, uh, And you see, like, a kind of awkward expression falls over Dr. Lusso's face. They, like, s- sort of, like, feather the bottom of their uh, chin with the quill. And they shake their head quickly and kind of move on from that sentiment. Uh, <laughs> uh, and they say, Oka, you... Um, hmm, just be careful, okay? I know you took a risk with doing whatever you did with the Hydra Flare, uh, let's say. And sometimes risks pay off. Sometimes risks hurt more than we thought they would. But I think given all the information you had, you made the best decision you could. And I don't want you to beat yourself up because of it. Okay? You were just trying to help Manaya. You were just trying to be a good friend. Okay. 
Okay. I think I have to go keep being a good friend now. Okay. Stay safe. I... Mm, bye. And then the blood kind of, like, quivers there for a minute and then sloughs off and, like, splatters onto the wood of the bridge. We go back now uh, to something else sloshing, which is the river uh, against the hull of Moss Crawler uh, as Manaya finds it. So, Manaya and Dewey, what did the two of you do? You're not planning on taking this on the open ocean, are you? Manaya continues to untie the boat. I think we should... Uh, are we going to set off right now? Because I... I really need to sleep this off. And you probably too? Right. Do you need rest? You should go find Oka and V and Rev and find some place to sleep. I'll be back by morning. Manaya climbs into Moss Crawler. Wait, what's your what what is what are your what's your plan? Where are you going? Shouldn't have brought you along. I'm sorry, Dewey. Followed you. No no, to to here, to the court. It's they're my parents. I, you've done enough. Get some rest. Two days. Two days. It's a little farther, actually. Two days. I'll be back. And when I get an oar out to start pushing off. I climb in the boat. Dewey, you can't. I'll sleep on the way. I, I, you can't do this alone. I can't do this alone. I've slept in boats before. One thing we have in common. Uh, you'll wake me up if anything. Pinky is going on. I won't be that much help defending us, but... I'll be alright. If we're on the open water, then beasts, as far as we know, stick to land. And I'll stick close to the shore. I want to leave a torch on the shore so we don't just take off and the others don't know where we are. Okay, sounds good. So are you sticking it in the mud and lighting it as Manaya pushes off? Yeah, I'm gonna, like, stab it through, like, a little piece of paper and write, like... It just says, be back soon, question mark. But it's Dewey's handwriting, which is almost illegible. Sounds good. So Manaya and Dewey, as the two of you take Moss Crawler and you travel down, it's a pretty, I mean, it's a canoe and it's on water, so it's pretty quiet. Uh, so, Oka, I don't think you'd be able to notice it with your passive perception of 16 of a boat coming through the water. There is a torch on it. Okay, Oka, you see a boat come down the water, down the Black Tongue, and you recognize the shape as moss crawler. You see two dark figures inside. What do you do? I think Oka... We'll see it, like, kind of as it's passed under, since they're looking out at the ocean. They're, like, sitting there looking out. As it goes past, they stand. They go to, like, the edge of the railing. They get up on it, uh, but they watch the boat go. And they just kind of look at Dewey and Manaya as they, as they go. And as the boat passes, we go back to V and Rev now, who are by the bank, right? But V, maybe you're distracted by the conversation you're having with Rev, uh, but you are facing, you're under the shadow of this willow tree. You can sort of see like a, a little light go down, go down the river. Uh, and Rev has a look of like, she looks like hurt uh, on her face a little bit um, by your, um, your forgetting, right? There's, it's, like, it's a mix of emotions on her, on, her, on her expression. There's hurt, there's confusion. You've stirred up a lot of stuff uh, with her. Uh, and as she looks mm. at you, V, she goes, yeah, you don't remember anything? I remember walking to your, your door. I remember leaving your room. It's as if that's all that happened. I don't recall anything that happened in the middle. It just feels... Like I walked up and left. Oh, 
but I feel in my heart like something has changed and I, I just I'm not thinking about revenge or Sievert I'm finding myself thinking about you Manaya and Dewey uh, she says abruptly uh, as she notices she notices Moss Crawler going <laughs> coming down the river <laughs> Dude, hold on he's like gonna book it to the bridge Oak are they leaving without us listen uh, looks like you and me manipulative bitch are uh, <laughs> second rate sailors it seems V is gonna get so angry so angry she's gonna grab Oka by the hand just fuming and use five sorcery points to get a fourth spell slot and use dimension door to teleport out of the goddamn canoe <laughs> you're leaving Rev on the bridge <laughs> I'm sorry okay. Okay. okay that is a way to leave your maybe girlfriend uh, so V what does it look like what does this look like V is getting real angry that Manaya would dare to abandon Oka and V there and V instinctively grabs Oka's hand and is channeling everyone who's ever left her in her life from Sievert to her mom to her dad everything and suddenly it's like the flames erupt from the ground and they kind of like fall into it and then that expires and then there's a big flash of fire in the boat in the canoe and little flames go everywhere and there's Oka and V but Oka's like still in the same position like I feel like Oka was like on the railing right? yeah they were like standing on the railing so you're like you're like a little bit above the ground and you fall into the canoe V is like what did I do from the bridge uh, you hear Rev call out V V, where are you? Rev, I uh, will be right back. Watch the bag of souls. We'll be right back. Yeah, because you left the soul back on the bridge uh, with Rev as Rev's form, like the, the current begins to pick up, right? Uh, and Rev's form begins to retreat on the bridge. Uh, Oka, how are you responding to this? Uh, I think, I mean, it rock. I imagine that the sudden weight rocks the boat. Uh, and Oka like falls down into it, uh, and they've had a lot. They, <laughs> it's been a long day for them, so I think they're like scrambling. They look at V. That would have been really helpful like a while ago, or maybe you could have just waited for I, us. And yeah, Manaya, Manaya, you megalomaniac. <laughs> bitch <laughs> why were you leaving us how did you where did you come from I was I magic I don't know I had never done that before it just I got real angry and I had to come immediately where's the bag it's you just left the, it it's one of those days okay nobody's perfect what what did you not do right today Dewey I didn't let the URL get a hand of the Rev was there. Maybe, maybe she'll take care of it. Uh, you you hear in the distance like Rev. What should I do? what should I do with this thing? <laughs> like you see like she's like holding up the sack. Like but she's like she's like like a stick figure at this point. Keep it away from the URL. <laughs> <laughs> 
Moss crawler is bored down the black tongue uh, toward the Sigirni Sea. You can see 40 feet in front of you um, the, the black eddies. Uh, of of the river, like rushing up against the prow, um, you can smell, you know, this fresh water, and you can you can smell an, a breeze is borne toward your nose. And Manaya, uh, at the front of the canoe, as you are, you smell her, the ocean. As soon as y'all fell into my goddamn boat, Manaya goes, "Whoa, whoa, what the fuck are you doing? What are we doing? What are you doing?" Manaya, take it from somebody who knows. This is only going to get us all killed. Okay? We have a boat back there. A real boat. Okay? Not this log. Okay? I'm not a sailor. But I know that we can't go into the raven's eye on a dinghy that can barely hold all five of us. Turn around. Let's sleep the night. And then we take the boat with a bag, with Rev, and then we don't die. I'm sorry about earlier. And V, I can't take back what I said. I just, I care about all of you more than you know. And to see you hurt on my behalf was, was too much. I shouldn't have brought you all here. I should have just done this alone. I should have Manaya. just- Manaya. Going back to Sulmanad and... No. These dreams that we have, the fact that we <laughs> are paragons, whatever the hell that's supposed to mean, we live together and we die together. Understand? That's what you taught me. So we fight together, we live together, and eventually we die together. Not alone, not like this. And we don't have to owe it to each other either. Rev asked why we were here with each other. I don't have an answer, but I don't think I could be anywhere else. So we're gonna find your parents and we're gonna do it together. Manai takes a deep breath, uh, brings out the paddle again. She set it down at this point and starts turning the boat around. You said you had a ship. Well, V? Yes? Have you ever stolen a boat before? And I think on that, we transition to <laughs> Moss Crawler pulls back onto the south shore. Waiting for you there is Rev, who is holding that soul bag behind her back uh, as Mr. Kim is standing there with his arms crossed over his chest uh, in front of the rest of the researchers from the URL. As you're getting up and, and gathering your wits about you, Rev just says, what? the four of you thinking Ugh, I wasn't sure if you were going to turn around at all but I'm glad you did you'd be dead in two seconds out there sorry momentary lapse in judgment we're back and we have a proposal for the URL is that so it's Dr. Ting the head researcher who steps forward uh, when you say this we need to get to the Raven's Eye and we don't have a way to get there the canoe won't get us there you have a ship that will you say you'll get it fixed in a week if you can yeah. get it done sooner, you get the soul bag in return for a ride. Uh, he considers this and smiles and says, well, consider it done. This is the right decision 
the four of you, I'm glad you came to your senses. We'll be able to take care of the souls that are trapped in there. We don't know what's going to happen if they're let out while all this, this anomaly is happening. If we bring it back to the URL, we can assure you that these souls will be taken care of. They'll be looked after. So thank you for coming to your senses. Before we go further, let's get some rest. And the soul bag will be in our care until the vote is completed. Of course, I understand. I look at Rav and I say pointedly, I think the URL knows what they're doing. Uh, with she a, would, like a, yeah, with like a, like as close as you wink without winking, <laughs> you know, up at her and she pauses, says, oh, uh, 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 I'm okay with, uh, with this plan as well. Um, makes a lot of sense. I'm all for it. Dr. Ting cocks his head and a look of suspicion crosses his face. Of course. Sorry, we we made this plan on the way. We should have told you earlier. Oh, yeah, no, it's okay. I, uh, <clears throat> whatever the four of you decide, I mean, majority rules, right? I'm not here to throw a wrench in your plans. Well, I'm glad we're all on the same page then. The five of you get some rest. Our crew will get some rest as well. We'll start repairs on the ship. It'll be done in a few days. The five of you have your own, like, little, like, cabin uh, by the south shore. Ironically enough, it's sort of in the middle of all the fucked up houses uh, from the monster fight. Uh, so you get, you know, your view in your bedrolls uh, out the window is of the blasted wall of one house and like the sailor's house, the bait house with like half of it completely destroyed by the Hydra flare. Um, but the four of you take that long rest so you can accrue all the benefits of one as the night uh, turns into day. The five of you, Rev included in this, have the same nightmare. Eyes, wings, blood, battle, death. Except Oka. I knew it was coming and I don't want to know. Oka, your nightmare is a little different. Starts the same, but then strange things happen. As you're looking up at this tall, this creature, right? This, this, this stranger, this this thing that, that doesn't belong, that's, that's trying to destroy everything you stand for, your perspective shifts. It's like if you're, if you're tuning the dial on a radio and voices converge, and then suddenly you're on the other side of the channel. Literally, in your case, you're no longer looking up at this thing with wings and eyes and teeth and death. You're looking down, Oka. You're looking down at a battlefield. And there are dozens, hundreds, thousands of people on this battlefield fighting. You see tiny swords clashing against each other, except from your perspective, so high up in the air, they look like little toy people, right? And their swords look like needles, harmless little toy needles pricking at each other. And you are filled with an overwhelming sense of nothing at all. These people their woes, their deaths, and their loves. They mean nothing to you. No, less than that. You simply don't understand it. And you raise one of your many arms, and you destroy them. Uh, and the four of you wake up at eight o'clock in the morning. God, it's like bully Oka hours every episode. Instead of, like, jolting upright like they do every single morning, I think they just, like 
like for the first time, like quietly open their eyes and it takes a second for the feeling of incomprehensible nothing to fade. But like as the dream fades, I think they just like wake up feeling nothing instead of feeling fear or death. I really like that. Why don't you take a point of inspiration for that? Uh, Manaya, Dewey, and V, the three of you are all, also have this nasty awakening. So does Rev. Rev sort of, you know, jolts upright. Uh, she's ne- She uh, laid her bedroll out next to you, V. Uh, and when you wake, she sort of is turned to you and you see her like heaving a little bit, like breathing heavily. And there's like a bead of sweat going down one temple. She looks at you. You know, I, I didn't want to believe it when he said it, but the nightmares... They're the same ones, aren't they? Uh, same ones ever since, ever since the event happened. I'm, s- I still, I can't, I still don't know if I can do it. V, I'm not a hero. I can't, I can't do what all, all those people in, in our nightmares are doing. I can't, I can't. That's not, it's not who I am. Trust me, when we get there, I'm going to be trying everything in my power not to do it either. You already know we're all going to have to go through this. I didn't realize I was talking to you. <laughs> I mean, we're all sleeping next room. to each other. Yeah, you're like yeah. laid out in like the living room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Rev just sort of <clears throat> clears her throat and says, "I'll check on the ship." Uh, so she gets up and she starts like putting her armor. She starts putting her armor back on, right? Uh, she's like strapping on like a leather like buckle, like to her like big bicep. You know, she's like starting shrugging, shrugging it on like across her like massive back. You know, <laughs> this is all for you, V. All for you, oh, unless v. that was unclear. It's for the people. It's oh, for yeah. the people. V's buttoning up each blouse button, watching everything, doing the tie. <laughs> it's a lot more elaborate than normal. <laughs> Sure, yeah, maybe you're like, you're trying to pre in a little bit, like a little, kind of yeah, cute. Doing the thing with the vest where it's like, each arm is in there and you just like, fling it on, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, you see, you see like, uh, Rev glancing at you from the corner of her eye. She just goes, do you want to, <clears throat> V, do you want to, uh, check on the boat together? Yes, I would absolutely love to. Great. In, uh, in less thirsty waking up routines, <laughs> I would like to... Point out that Manaya, when she gets up, takes the conga that she took from the mast of the ocean's thread and is tying that around her waist. Oka and Dewey, what is your morning routine before we maybe do a quick montage of the week? <laughs> maybe Dewey cooks everyone breakfast. Oh, what and is then... it? What kind of breakfast are you cooking? Do you lay eggs and, and, and cook them? Oh, yeah. What? I'm leaving this. I'm leaving this. <laughs> no, no budgeting. No, budgeting you now. I'm budgeting you. Anyway, Dewey, what's what's for breakfast? It makes oatmeal. <laughs> it's it's non-perishable. I probably have a, like a box of oats in my bag that have been yeah. Anyways, uh, oatmeal, and he's just like pouring over his notes uh, as he's eating. Are you like, like pe- packing it up? I don't know. Why I regret I'm being... saying I regret saying I cooked breakfast. I don't eat. They're happy. No, I love it. I'm sorry for harassing you. Okay, you cook oatmeal. Um, you make oatmeal for everyone. Manaya sits next to Dewey and sort of looks over his shoulder and says, What you looking at there? I didn't take so many notes on their technology when I was there, but I'm 100% sure that they have some sort of tracking device on the ship. I know that they know where I am, but I would prefer that they didn't know where the ship was if we're going to steal it, if we're going to hijack it. 
I think Oka also comes and like sits on Dewey's other side, you know, and they like they are still kind of in their pajamas. Push in. In their in their uh in their like booty short pajamas, you know. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> it's canon! <laughs> Enemy of the state booty shorts, not really, but sort of. Um <laughs> if we're if we're doing morning chaos, they like kind of squish in on the other side, you know, like with their bowl and they like, you know, their limbs are like in the way. They like cross one leg over Dewey's, you know what I mean? And they're like looking over his shoulder. Yeah, but do you think the people who are tracking you will be also tracking the boat? I like, have maybe they assume, haven't made the connection yet. I have to assume they know as much information as they could possibly know. I'm not taking any chances. They know where I am, but I... It's also for, like, all y'all's sake. Dewey, if I was able to get you that, um... The tag that was on the... The Hydra Flare, would you... I don't know, be able to hit it with your wrench enough times to tell me something about it? I mean, I didn't work with living things mostly um but do we you know that if, if it's like a tag like a, a piece of hardware you might be able to you know if, oh, it's, if, okay. if you roll well enough you might be able to figure some things out about it sure there's some universal codes that they use for whatever i'll see what i can scrounge around in the mud and i think oka still in their pajamas like takes their bowl of oatmeal and goes out you know as oka's walking the way manaya says to dewey oh uh if we're working on the ship we might be able to get a copy of the blueprints. Yeah, I'm hoping to go around in there without them knowing. If you need a cover, I'm, well, like twice your height. <laughs> so, Manai, is your plan to go out there uh, to presumably where the sailors are and the dock workers uh, to, like, lend a hand to help repair the ship and maybe mm -hmm. sneak Dewey on? Uh, uh, Dewey and I would su supposedly go together. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, but Dewey, Dewey you'd, be, you'd be poking around inside their quarters and, and whatnot, looking for what they might have left on the ship. If we're going to be working on the ship for, like, a, a week, every morning I think Dewey's going to, like, he's got a disguise kit, uh, and he's just going to, like, slowly change his features over the week. Um, oh my god, you think that's going to make them not notice you? <laughs> As I'm like, hmm, this Aarakocra looks a little, their nose looks a little bit bigger every day. <laughs> Did we have a, a, a peacock folk cure at the beginning of the week? Sure. Yeah. Let's say. Let's say you do that, Dewey, to try to like avoid. It's, maybe it's just for his own uh, peace of mind. Do you do your best to give a wide berth to the to researchers of the URL? Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. So this is how the morning goes. Uh, Rev and V, the two of you leave the cottage first, and you see, you know, this huge this ship, the seaworthy ship, docked on the side of the harbor. You see that huge hole blasted into one side of the hole, and sure enough, even at 8 a.m. in the morning, the dock workers of Green Open Water, as well as the sailors, uh, are, they're working, and you hear, like, the hammering of, of hammers against nails. You, you see, like, planks being put up to, like, patch up this hole. They, they've set up, like, a, a rudimentary sort of, like, rigging to sort of help them get up and down from the mast to repair more areas of the ship. Uh, and based on how it's going, yeah, it'll probably be done in a couple of days, by the end of the week at the latest. Oka, you are looking for remains of the monster to find the tag, right? Okay. I think did Naya's axe as well. I'll collect all our stuff that got left behind. <laughs> Immediately, Oka, you notice as you're walking around this ruined battlefield, all the shattered houses, these empty homes of the people of Green Open Water, you notice, notably, that even though there is still black blood has sort of seeped into the soil, and something you notice is that um, there was sort of like grass and like patchy ferns and mosses on the ground, but where the black blood spilled, no life is growing anymore. Almost like it's, it's like salt, salting a field. 
you also notice that the various heads that you've cut off of this beast are gone. They're not where you left them at all, including the head with the tag on it. Uh, you also notice various URL researchers milling about the place. You see the device uh, from the fight last session, like set up like against like one, like presumably the cabin they're sleeping in. Uh, and you see like several researchers, like two researchers over it, like like poking and prodding at it. Uh, again, the device, what it looks like, it's, it has sort of a flared base and it looks like a, a mixture of steel and wood. Uh, and it sort of opens up on the top like, like a flower and there's like a glowing beam inside of it. But right now it's like closed, right? Like the various um, petals of this device at the top are like closed shut um but it's it's humming a little bit like a low at a low frequency and manaya and dewey the two of you notice this as well as you exit so what's your next play for for the rest of the day and the rest of the week so this is sort of v's plan it's like the first day she's gonna grab like just a two by four and just be walking around she's not actually going anywhere with it but she, she looks like she's working <laughs> and she's gonna go literally how many sailors are there on this ship one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so on the first day, she's gonna just go around and make sure she gets a little bit of convo time with each one and be like, God, don't you hate these URL? They're so stuck up, they're so they're so boss. Like just, and wanting to, what she's trying to do is get a read on how disgruntled they are with the URL. Ooh, that's really, that. I really like that. Uh, I'll just, I, think, I think it just works. Uh, so as you're walking around like on the ship pretending to work, you get to, over the course of the week especially, um, the first few days, let's say, you get to know their names, right? You mm -hmm. learn that the captain is Captain Akamu and that her first mate is uh, a person named Koi. Uh, you also know that there you have a boatswain and a quartermaster and three, uh, the remaining three sailors are just sort of there as like extra hands on deck. Uh, and you sort of get like a temperature check, right? On how they feel about the URL, their employers, the people that they have been commissioned to sail one place and another. Um, you learn from Koi, who is the first mate, that the URL researchers are kind of standoffish. Aside from like a couple of them, they don't really interact with the sailors. Sort of like a couple of the sailors think that the researchers are like uppity, you know, like they think yeah. that they're like of a higher class and look down, you know, on the work, you know, on the these working class blue collar sailors. But Koi is like, you know, I, I just think, I think they're just sort of busy. You know, their heads are in the clouds all the time. They have these meetings, you know, they take their meals separate from us, which, you know, makes me feel some kind of way. But hey, we're not paid to socialize with them. We're just paid to get them from place to place. What do you, would you think, uh, this is specifically the Koi, because I feel like this is the in here. What do you think it would take to get your captain to maybe, oh, I don't know, pull a fast one on the uh, URL, just to have a little joke and uh, maybe leave them behind? Not forever, just, you know, just... You know, we're going to need to test the ship. We're going to need to take it out on the waters anyway. Like, what if, what would it take to get your captain to just be like, ha ha, joke's on you. Uh, Koi leans in. Let's say you're like on, on the deck of the ship when this is happening and Koi is like hammering in a plank, but you're like kind of like away from other people. And Koi mm. is like kneeling on the ground, but then like they turn and look at you, let's say. Non-binary, they are a uh, minotaur. Uh, like a half minotaur Ooh. like they've got these like big horns and like a little oh, like yeah. a, a nose ring <laughs> you know nice. uh they look at you they pause and they've got like um these like tattoos like on their forearms they go all the way up sort of like polynesian tattoos that go up uh they pause they look at you and they, they lean and they say are you talking about a mutiny no we let's not use words like mutiny i am simply a practical joke i'm just saying we'll come back for them we're not going to leave them forever, but it's a little bit of putting people in their place when their heads are too high up in the sky. Koi pauses, looks around, says, V, right? 
could call me V, some people call me Victoria, some people call me Vanellope. There's all sorts of names for me. I could be convinced. Akamu listens to me, and everyone else will do whatever the two of us tell them to do. But there's something you have. Yeah, there's something I. Uh, there's something I might. I want in return. You know, to to pull a fast one, as you say on our gracious employers. What would that be, friend? I've been noticing you, V, walking around in your shirt with your robe, talking <clears throat> to that. <clears throat> Could you uh set me up with your friend? The tall well, one, the, the drow, the muscular one. The drow? Interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, I would have to negotiate here. Unfortunately, we don't deal with people as tradable things, but I could just, certainly... Just, just one date. That's all I'm asking. You're asking for a lot here, V. I mean, to ditch the URL. Are... We'd be coming back, but still, that's a, pre that's a pretty big thing you're asking. All I want... See, I'm a nice bull. Okay, I just, I'm not, a, I'm not a bad person. I just want a chance. And you're is their friend, the, right? You could convince them. Is it the double pupils that gets you? Or what, the, what is it that you like about them? Uh, out of character, you decide. Are they talking about uh, Oka? Or are they talking about Rev? Interesting. Uh, very, very interesting. Um, I think Oka or V is trying to hope it's, hope it's Oka. Um, so, uh... Can we roll for it, like, even odds? Like Yes. Uh, evens, odds. Oka, odds, Rev. So roll a d6. Perfect. Even. That's Oka. <laughs> All right. That's Oka. Okay. Oh, my God. They're about to have the worst. I have a really funny idea for this. Not going to okay. lie. I will. Yes, uh, I could see exactly why you enjoy those those wonderful double pupils and those, oh, my goodness, those scars. Oh, dear. Uh, but let me talk to my friend. Let I will. Is there a time and place, perhaps, that you would like to meet? I'm fr I'm free. I I'm done. We're working the shifts. I I'm free. I'm free right now. All right. How about let's let's give me one hour and I will be back with Oka. Great. Hopefully. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank Mahu. I will. Ooh. Okay. Well, I better get changed. Uh. Yeah, yes. Clean up. Get ready. I will have them meet right outside the boat. I, I appreciate it so much. Thank you, V. Uh, and we are going to transition over to Oka. Oka, you... The monster heads are gone. What do you do? I have a feeling I know where they are. If this is still like the first morning-ish, uh, I think Oka is, again, just kind of still in their like sleeping shirt and shorts. And they're like literally just like walking around barefoot, like looking at stuff, like eating their second bowl of oatmeal. Like, they're coping, okay? This is like when you go, to, when you like put on literally the ran, like the most random clothes in your closet to go to the grocery store and you buy like 14 bags of like popsicles because you're losing your mind. That is what Oka is doing right now. Um, so they're going to go find Dr. Kim. Mr. Kim. Yes. He's technically not, a, doesn't have a doctorate. Uh, yeah, you wander around and you see Mr. Kim. He's sitting by like a little pit that he's dug for himself with some fire over it. He is whittling, he's whittling. I'm sorry, knife. did you just say he's sitting in a hole? In a dirt no. hole? No, no! He's sitting in front of a hole that he dug with a little fire going in front of it. It is sort of like high summer, but because we're in the court, it's still very, it's pretty cold. 
cold is subjective here. You can surmise that Mr. Kim, as well as the rest of the researchers, are sort of bundled up. But the sailor, you know, the sailors are hardy. They look fine. Um, but they're from, you know, they've been in Uhanahi for a while in the URL, and they're used to, like, hot weather and, like, nice temperate, you know, environments. So this is pretty cold for them. It's like Californians being in Minnesota for the first time. Mr. Kim is sitting there whittling a knife. And as you approach, he just goes, Hey, what's up, double pupils? Good morning, asshole. I do believe uh, there's a 150 gold pieces waiting for me here. But, you know, considering you don't look like the type to actually have uh, at all, maybe? Or uh, who knows what your employment salary is like. Anyway, I won the bet, uh, but I'm willing to negotiate here for... um, I'm looking for something. I don't see it where I last left it. If you're looking for your friend's axe, I'd be more than happy to return it to you. Well, yeah, you should just do that or else you're an asshole. Like I said, I'm not looking for the axe in this moment, although where, where is it? It's where the rest of the monster bits are stored. And where are the rest of the monster bits stored? In our temporary cabin. Great. I'll go find that then. I'd be more careful about going in there, unassisted, if I were you, Oka. These eggheads know what they're doing. They set up quite a few wards. Go in there and you're not one of us. Zap. Well, considering I'm there to get back a good friend's incredibly important material, I assume that you will be uh, leading me there now? If you're just there for the axe, sure. Follow me. Uh, and he stands and leads you around, you know, the back of this cabin. He goes up through the front door. He holds the door open and he holds out a hand for you. We gotta be touching the entire time, darling. Otherwise, the spell's gonna activate. Oka hands him their spoon. They hold on to the other side. Sorry, that's not gonna work. Flesh to flesh. Careful. Oka takes his hand. His hand is warm and dry, uh, and he leads you inside. Uh, where you see, like, again, like, a bunch of furniture has been cleared. Uh, you see several sleep- sleeping bags that are sort of, like, haphazardly strewn about. And you also see, like, a long table pushed against the, the end of the room, where there's just a ton of, like, notes. Like, real messy journals and, and research notes and, like, graphs that I'm not sure you understand upon looking at them. And a person. Dr. Ting, the head researcher, is sort of, like, hunched over the table, like, scribbling kind of furiously. Mr. Kim says... Hey, Doc, I'm here with uh, one of the outsiders, one of the other travelers. We're just here to retrieve the axe. Uh, Dr. Ching pauses and looks over uh, his shoulder. Very well. Carry on. Uh, Mr. Kim begins to lead you up the stairs. So there are no monster bits down there? Nope, you don't see any. Uh, Mr. Kim leads you up the stairs where you see Manaya's axe leaning against one wall. And you see what you assume are monster bits, uh, but they've been stuffed in burlap sacks. And they're sort of like leaking like black blood through the bottom. And they're sort of like pushed up against one corner. You also notice that with chalk on the ground, like a magical like sigil or ward has been drawn around the burlap sacks. Uh, Oka makes a face. I thought you were supposed to be like experts. You're using leaking sacks. Hey, I'm not the one who did it. I don't know what rhyme or reason goes into these eggheads' actions. I'm just the muscle. Right, and considering the brain is also technically a muscle, although I don't really expect you to know that. Brain's an organ, heart's a muscle. 
The two Fuck. of you like. <laughs> God damn it! Shit! Fuck! Oka doesn't say anything. You um. take two psychic damage uh, from from em- embarrassment. Uh, M- Mr. Kim grabs the axe and sort of with a little bit of difficulty with one arm, like like holds it out to you. Oka takes it before he lets it go. You know, they're like, which one of these sags has that cute little tracking collar on it? Ah, the truth comes out. You're trying to poke around here, get your nose stuck in something. It's not supposed to get stuck in, aren't you? What good is an uncurious monster hunter? He pauses. I'll do you the favor. I'll let you take the tag if you do something for me. I believe it's actually you who owes me 150 gold pieces. We both know I'm not a man of my word. What do you say? If you're not a man of your word, then why would I do anything for you? Fine. You don't want the tag? You don't get it. If you let go of my hand, zap. What do you want? Uh, he smiles wide at that. I want a date. You and me. Couple hours. What do you say? Uh, and let's 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 switch over uh, to to Dewey and Manaya. <laughs> uh, upon the Dewey ship, looks, you look so fucking done. I think you're actually just frozen on my screen, but you're frozen in like the most done expression. It's so funny. Gold is a sucker's game. The only currency here that's worth anything is dates I with guess, Oka. Yeah. Oka is such R- a hot romantic commodity. <laughs> Plays Rasputin on repeat. Uh, so, Manaya and Dewey, I assume the two of you are on the ship, like, helping to quote-unquote repair it, right? If we could, like, fast forward to the second day, Dewey and Manaya are about to go out, and Manaya stops and says, Hey, uh, Dewey, you go on ahead. I think I forgot something. By myself? Isn't there a cover that I am, like, a sailor for you or something? You'll be alright. It's just the sailors. They won't suspect a thing. Okay. Dewey moves onto the boat, like, looking back at Manaya the whole time. Uh, Manaya stays in the cabin in the morning, sits down, and attempts to communicate with the Princess of Leaves. Sounds good to me. How are you trying to do this? She could feel the Princess's presence. That two days before when she was angry and cast magic for the first time, and she's excited now that she's able to cast magic, which means her soul is a good conduit for magic and therefore potentially communication with the Princess of Leaves. Uh, Manaya sits down. Uh, she has a leaf just in case uh, that she plucked from a tree. Uh, probably one of the willow trees, one of the long, thin leaves, just in case she needs to like burn it or something. But for now, she's just going to try to meditate and sort of draw upon a kind of what she felt uh, when she cast magic the first and second time. A few moments pass, then you hear a voice in your head. Manaya? Princess? <clears throat> you feel a little more solid to me now. Princess, I, I did it. I, I could feel it. I could feel you using your mother's gift. Oh, Manaya, I'm I'm so proud of you. And if she were still here, I know she'd be so proud of you too. I could feel Thank you using your power to fight that thing. Yes, the uh, Hydra Slayer, as Oka called it. I think it might have been blocking some memories. Do you remember anything more? It's coming back to me slowly. Like the tide coming in. Something... something about 
a swirling space, dangerous well, waters. The Raven's Eye, but yes. headed there in a few days. Yes, precisely, the Raven's Eye. There's something else, though, something more. Oh, your parents, Manai, they, they lost so much. Not just you, of course. Not just your mother. Their crew, all of them, gone. But don't lose hope. You can do it, Manaya. They believe in you. I believe in you. Your mothers, your father, they all believe in you. Thank you. I, I don't know what to say, so I'll just move on from that. Princess, I, I need your help. I was only able to cast some small things, but I need your help for some more advanced stuff. I, the stories my mother told me said something about the wind and leaves. Manaya, you're ready. Our magic, your mother's magic, flows from the heart. Your emotions are what guide it. The bigger they are, the stronger the magic. But you have to be careful, Manaya. I could sense your rage. I was out of control. Oh, my child, my friend. I feel for you. I feel your pain. Everything you feel, I feel too. But Manaya, just know, I'm here for you. So is your mother. So is your father. Use your strength to fight for what's right, not for what's easy. Anyone can kill. Anyone can break. It takes a strong person to spare. Needed that reminder. Oh, I'm so sleepy now. And you hear her yawn, like, inside mm -hmm. your head. We'll talk tomorrow. Get some rest. Yes, we will. You as well, Manaya. I love you. Love you too. Uh, and the voice recedes into the depths of your soul. And after it recedes, Manaya whispers, And I love you, Mom. Dewey! <laughs> you get onto the boat, and I think because, you know, this is like day two, you have been like helping to fix things up on the boat. Like the sailors don't like bat an eye at you, and they're not, you know, they're not from the URL. They don't know who you are. You know, they don't know you used to be employed by them. So as you're walking around, what do you do? Are you gonna like go below deck and like start snooping? Yeah, I'm gonna like check in, uh, check around, see what everyone's working on. Uh, I'm gonna like listen for signs of like activity down below. Um, and if there's. Not much sound. I might sneak down there, take a look. Yeah, no one, everyone seems busy. Everyone seems preoccupied. So you're able to s slip below deck without, you think, anyone noticing you based on your passive perception. As you go below deck, like the noises of the sailors, like talking to each other, the hammering, it becomes muffled as you like pull the trap door, right? Like back over your head. And you enter into this like hallway space where you see like doors, you know, on either side of you, presumably both the crew and the researchers' quarters. You notice like names like written on like slats of wood on each uh, of the doors uh, written in Wuhan. Can you read Wuhan? You can. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, so you see, there. yep, you see neat names and it's just your luck that these appear to be the names of, you see like Kim, Tiktabad, Sato, Popone. And at the very end of the hall, the last door is Ting, the head researcher. What do you do? Which one's closest to me? Kim, to your left. Yeah, eyes on the prize, Dewey. Eyes on the prize, Dewey. That's the monster hunter man. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got not something. even a doctor. I don't know what's up with him. Uh, I you, just want to peek inside. You peek inside Mr. Kim's room. It looks pretty barren, like it's stuff's been taken from it. You see like an open chest that's like completely empty. You see like a desk. You see a bed with like the sheets pulled off. 
you know, uh, presumably like he's using those to like sleep on, like off on off, like on shore now. Uh, you don't really see anything based on your cursory glance of note. Head towards the end of the hall. Dewey. Nope. <laughs> as, you, as you approach the end of the corridor, something strange happens to your body. As you walk forward, your talons clacking sort of against the damp wood. A sense of foreboding washes over you, right? Like your feathers, I think they ruffle unconsciously. You know, they begin to like puff up like an, like an animal instinct inside you beginning to take over. Your heart begins to beat like louder and louder in your chest. And like, even though you can't see it, your pupils dilate a little. There's something at the end of the hall that your body is telling you to just stop, turn around, run. Can I cast Detect Magic? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you stop there. What does it feel and look like as you cast Detect Magic? I slip another pair of... It's like a specialty pair of lenses over <laughs> over my glasses. It's just different uh, kinds of lenses. Yeah, they're like green tinted or something. Yeah. Okay. You cast Detect Magic and it's almost like... It's like a drop in the ocean. And like the ripples come out, you know, as you're like detecting, and like as sonar. a ripple, yep, Dewey sonar. As the ripple like goes forward uh, toward Doctor Ting's room, something pings in your mind's eye, little droplets, like little like blips on the radar. Uh, you sense several different pings for divination magic. I see like a faint aura around these objects. What are what are they shaped like? Um, they're flat, like they're not objects but drawings. Uh, and you see, like, a faint glow from beyond, like, the door. And they seem to be, like, a floating in midair. And I don't sense any, like, locking alarm magic? Uh, you don't sense any abjuration magic, no. I open the door. Okay. Slowly. <laughs> Dewey, your, your feathered hand goes on the knob. It's locked. I pull out a, a little device. It's got, like, um, it's something that can go over, like, a door handle. I put it over and it, um, the mechanism wore and then the fucking handle falls off or something. I don't know. Twist springs uh, from your grasp and it like twists the knob off and the door swings open. And Dewey, what you see is seared into you forever. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Transplaner. Please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps so much with getting new listeners to find us. Music is by Connie Chong, CIS, Fezlian Studios, and Soundstripe. Audio mixing is done by Mike Graham. Give them a follow on Twitter at OMikeGram. Podcast editing is done by Connie Chong and C. Thomas. New podcast episodes drop every other Tuesday. If you can't wait that long, tune into our live stream Saturdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Central Time on Twitch at TransplanerRPG. Also, toss us a follow on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at TransplanerRPG. We also have a Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res art, and much, much more. And finally, a very special thank you to our Patreon paragons. Abigail Rytel, Azura, Brooke Bright, Charles, Chiacres, Cora Eckert, Lex Slater, Marvelous, Mitzi, Moonflower Tea, Purple Mouse, Risa, and Rue.